Hey everybody, welcome back to the Spring Loaded Football Podcast here on the Loaded Sports Network. I'm back, guys. After a hip replacement and multiple weeks of rehab, I am now finally able to record again. So it's good to be back. Unfortunately, I'm by myself this week, but I think we can get through the show pretty easily. I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. Guys, we got the week nine recap for the XFL. Uh, just want to apologize for last week not having a show. Again, with the hip surgery and, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But here we go. We've got the Vegas Vipers 21 against the Houston uh, Roughnecks 28. Uh, this locked in Houston's um, South Division win, I do believe. They'll be going into the playoffs. And um, you can see the stats down there. McClendon, two, 249, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Love it, 46 yards, nine attempts, one touchdown. And then love it again for receiving four receptions, 63 yards, and no touchdowns for the Vipers. Over on the other side, you had Silvers with 105 yards and two interceptions. Uh, Borky had 74 yards rushing on 10 attempts with one touchdown. And Smith had two receptions, 26 yards for no touchdowns. Like I said, I think, I'm pretty sure this locked in Houston's playoff spot. So, you know, we don't know how next week's going to look since they've already locked it in. But it's a pretty good game, pretty close. Seems like a lot of these XFL games have been pretty close. Like this one. We have the Orlando Guardians 23 against the San, o San Antonio Brahmas 25. Man, this Orlando team, they keep it close, but, man, they just can't get any wins. Uh, you had Dormady with 47 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Darrington had 133 yards rushing. 16 attempts and one touchdown and then receiving you had cannon with one reception 69 yards it's a pretty good pass but that's only one reception and you could tell by that russian staff that's what they were doing on the san antonio side you had cone with 302 yards one touchdown no picks uh rushing you had patrick 80 yards on 20 attempts with one touchdown and receiving you had holly four receptions 105 no touchdowns so, man, you could tell this San Antonio team wanted to run the ball, too, but they also passed, and that's probably what got them the win. Like I said, with, with these Guardians, man, you just don't know. You know, here we are at the end of the season, and, you know, it's not been good. So, do you have a coaching staff change after one season? You know, probably not. You'd probably give them another season, I think. Then we have the Arlington Renegades 26 against the D.C. Defenders 28 in a really good game. Uh, D.C. sold out the stadium. They were completely sold out, I think 16,000 people, which is amazing, uh, which St. Louis and uh, and uh, San Antonio is at over 30. Uh, St. Louis, for sure, is over, over 30,000 people there every home game, which is just unbelievable for this startup league. Over on the Arlington side, you had Perez with 335, one touchdown, one pick. Rushing, you had Smith, 43 yards, 12 attempts, two touchdowns. And receiving, you had Canelo with seven receptions and 92 yards and no touchdowns. Over on the D.C. side, you had Tiamu, 188, two touchdowns, one pick. Rushing, you had A. Smith, uh, 27 yards, 10 attempts, no touchdowns. And receiving, you had Hammond, five receptions, 74 yards, and one touchdown. And I think this locked in D.C. as the number one, uh, well, as the winner of the North Division, I do believe. 
So more than likely, we're looking at a D.C. Houston championship game, I do believe. That'd be my pick. Then here we got the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons against the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Seattle 30, the Battlehawks 12. Rough game for McCarron and the Battlehawks. Offensive line did not show up. And Seattle did. I mean, Danucci had two, was that 260 in passing, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, rushing, you had Hammonds for 59 yards, seven attempts, one touchdown. Receiving, Pearson, seven receptions, 115 and one touchdown. Over on the St. Louis side, McCarron, 186, one touchdown, two picks. Rushing, you had Jennings, 35 yards on four attempts. Receiving, you had Aitman, seven receptions, 99 yards, no touchdowns. Like I said, man, it's a rough game for St. Louis. They've still got a shot to make the playoffs, but they're going to need some help. No doubt. And, guys, you know, we didn't talk about it last week because we didn't have a show, but the USFL started. This is our bread and butter, you know, with us having a team, you know, that we can go see in Birmingham. So let's get into it, guys. It It started off with the Memphis Showboats having a home game in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. Had a lot of people there, really good turnout. But they lost. (laughs) So you had Philadelphia Stars 27, Memphis 23. You had Cookus 212, three touchdowns, no picks. Rushing, you had Cookus 31 yards on seven attempts. Receiving, you had Gray, seven receptions, 77 yards and one touchdown. Cookus was lighting them up, and it wasn't even really close until Memphis made a little comeback. But on the Memphis side, you had White with 182, two, two, two touchdowns and one pick. Collins, 63 yards on 14 attempts with one touchdown. Receiving, you had Davis, two receptions, 75 yards and one touchdown. The second game of the week, you had the defending champions, Birmingham Stallions, uh, going up against the New Jersey Generals, just like it was in week one last year when we were at the game. Let's go ahead and zoom in on this one big time. There we go. Got New Jersey 10, Birmingham 27. This game was not close. Uh, you had Prukop for the Generals, 148, no touchdown, no picks. Victor had 84 yards on eight attempts. And receiving, you had Looper, five receptions, 54 yards, no touchdowns. And on the Birmingham side, I mean, Magoo showed up, you know, when he needed to. He had 68 yards on one touchdown, but then he showed up in the rushing stats, 51 yards, six attempts, and one touchdown. Then he had Sternberger, five receptions, 62 yards, and one touchdown. So it's a good start to the season. Ham Stallions defending that title. Man, it was good to see that. Then our game that started Sunday, we had the Michigan Panthers 29 and the Houston Gamblers 13. Surprise of the week for the Colonel here. (laughs) The Michigan Panthers looking like a good football team, which they did not last year. You had Love with 215, three touchdowns, no picks. You had Scott the third, 61 yards on 12 attempts with one touchdown. You had Walker with six receptions, 105 yards, and one touchdown. And if you saw our little short uh, midweek update, you know that Walker is in the lead with the most yards receiving. On the Houston side, you had Behar had 109 yards and two picks, no, no touchdowns. Um, Pledger had 41 yards on 16 attempts with two touchdowns and 
Peterson had two receptions, 23 yards, and no touchdowns. So a rough start for this Houston team. To me, it's a quarterback issue. Um, you know, I'm sure they lost some players, some big-time players uh, to the NFL, maybe even to the XFL. But I don't think the quarterback is looking good. Now, it's only week one. You know, they got plenty of time to fix it. But the surprise of the week, and I already said this, with this Michigan Panthers team, it looks good. And um, I think they're going to have a much better season than they did last year. I think they found their quarterback and might have been what they were missing last year. And the final game uh, for week one in the USFL, you had the Pittsburgh Maulers 15 and the New Orleans Breakers 22. Pittsburgh rocking them new colors. Looks good. Team looks better. Um, I mean, this is pretty close. One score game. Uh, you had Morgan 58 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. You had Gary 34 yards on three attempts and receiving. You had Walker three receptions, 42 yards, and no touchdowns. And on the opposite side, the New Orleans side, you had Bethel Thompson 302, one touchdown, no picks. Rushing, you had Jones 46 yards on 19 attempts. And Surratt, five receptions, 85 yards, and no touchdowns. Now, this Bethel Thompson quarterback, he's the guy they, I'm pretty sure they got from the CFL, and he looks like a quarterback, like a, you know, grizzled veteran quarterback to me. So I think New Orleans is a team to watch out for. Um, it's going to be interesting when they play Birmingham to see what happens. If Birmingham is, is healthy on defense and Scooby Wright plays, I think they'll have a good shot. But guys, we want to take a short break here and tell you that Spring Loaded Football is sponsored by BetterHelp. You can visit BetterHelp.com slash Loaded Sports Network or scan this QR code for 10% off your first month of online therapy. Guys, we know the world's tough and BetterHelp can help you. So check them out. Now we got our Week 10 preview for the XFL. We've got the Orlando Guardians traveling to St. Louis to play the Battle Hawks. If the Battle Hawks win, uh, they'll have a shot to get into the playoffs. I think they still need Seattle to lose, but they've got to win at least. And they'll have a good shot against Orlando. No offense, Orlando. <laughs> we got the D.C. Defenders against the San Antonio Brahmas. I don't think this game matters much. Um, we, could see, we could see San Antonio pulling up this win if they're resting, guys, which they may do. Got the Houston Roughnecks against the um, Arlington Renegades on Sunday. Again, I think Houston's locked up its spot. Do you rest your guys? You probably do. Um, just depends on what uh coach phillips wants to do but if he can i think he needs to try to rest some guys for the for the playoffs i mean you want everybody healthy then we got the uh vegas vipers against the seattle sea dragons seattle's got to win um if they lose and st louis wins st louis gets in so it's it's gonna be an interesting week um Actually, the slides say week nine. I just noticed that's week 10, but uh, last week of the regular season of the XFL. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And guys, let's move on to the week two preview for the USFL. 
On Saturday, we've got the Houston Gamblers playing the New Orleans Breakers. Uh, just a quick pick. I think New Orleans has got it based off the quarterback play I've seen from Houston. And the same for New Orleans. I think New Orleans has got a better shot. Got the Memphis Showboats against the Birmingham Stallions. It's going to be an interesting game. Memphis didn't look too terrible. Uh, Birmingham looked great. Got to keep everybody healthy. It seemed like they had a bunch of injuries in that first game, which you hate to see. But I'll pick Birmingham on this one. Then on Sunday, we got the New Jersey Generals against the Pittsburgh Maulers. I'll take New Jersey. They'll be running the ball all down the field. And the last game of week two, we got the Michigan Panthers against the Philadelphia Stars. It's going to be a good game. Michigan looked good. Philly looked really good. Um, could come down to whose defense plays better because it looks like both teams can score. So this will be my pick for game of the week just uh, off the top of my head. And guys, don't forget, you can check out our merchandise store. You can scan this QR code and it'll take you right to the Loaded Sports Network uh, store. And you can check it every week for new merchandise. You know, buy yourself a spring-loaded shirt, help support the brand. Tell everybody you know about it, man, it'll help us out. And you'll have a cool t-shirt. Can't beat that. But guys, I just want to thank everybody for listening. The show continues to grow by leaps and bounds, even when we take a week off (laughs) or have hip surgery. But we just want to thank everybody for being a part of this. Everybody that stuck with us through all of it, we really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can check out LotusSportsNetwork.com. Click the link, buy yourself a t-shirt. Check out BetterHelp.com slash LotusSportsNetwork. Get 10% off your first month of online therapy. But guys, I'm the Colonel. We'll see you next time on Spring Loaded Football.